0: Hey, I'm Tommy Chong, welcome to High on
1: Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from Percy'sGrowroom.com. In this episode, we're going to be talking about how to reduce energy costs when you're growing cannabis indoors, because with lighting and heating, extraction and fans it can all add up and become very expensive and of course nowadays for people in europe it's getting more and more expensive so we're just looking at ways which you might be able to reduce the bill a little bit also in this episode we have special guest chad westport who has been on the show many times before he really needs no introduction now super cool guy and you can check him out on his website chadwestport.com Uh, as usual i hope you enjoyed this episode if you think this information is going to be useful to a friend of yours then please share the episode with them the youtube algorithms and different algorithms they don't promote us very much because we're cannabis related so we rely on you guys the listeners of the show to help the show grow so if you can share this episode or any other episode that we've done with a friend or family member who might enjoy the show then please do that because it would help us out a shitload but for now, here is the episode. Thank you for downloading. I'll catch you at the end of this. See you in a bit. So this week, as many of our European listeners know, and I'm sure everybody around the world knows because really, it's on the news all the time energy prices are going fucking crazy right now. And winter's coming for the Northern hemisphere. So people are going to be paying for their heating to go back on and, you know, just trying to keep the house warm. So energy bills are going to get crazy for some people right now. And you know, with the cost of living crisis and all of this shit, things are getting expensive, man. So we're going to try and figure out some ways to reduce the cost of growing which is what this episode is all about but without trying to reduce the yield too much, you know, cause you don't want that to be affected, but you don't want to be spending a fortune on growing as well. But no matter how prices, how massively the energy prices increase, it's still going to be much cheaper to be growing your own cannabis at home. So at least we have that for now, but that yeah, was a good idea. For mm-hmm. now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, so Depends, what's going really? on uh, in Australia, Boba hockey? Are, are you having any trouble with the energy prices and shit? Is that changed. Yeah. So
2: apart from energy prices, fuel prices went up as well. So they scrapped the um, the government you know, excise on that. So now you're copying an extra 30 cents minimum. The day they changed it, everyone's petrol prices went up. So we're looking at about, any, depending on what what grade you're getting, anywhere from around about a $1.80 per litre up to um, about $2.30, I think, was the worst I saw it per yeah. litre for fuel. But oh, electricity to- prices, uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's a bit pricey. Um, but as far as, as energy prices have gone up, they've probably gone up 30, 30, 35% roughly minimum. And then yeah. there's others that would have gone up more depending. Like it, it tends to be the smaller providers that are charging people more because they've obviously got to get it from the, they from, don't get uh, fucking larger, tax
1: subsidies from the government, that's why. Yeah. Well we had a we had a guy come
2: out and say he was he was running running his own power company. Um and he came out and said to all of his, all of the users of his, you know, and all of his customers, he goes, you, mm-hmm. you're better off going and finding another provider. Too much stress rate. No right? He's,
1: he's going to end up shooting himself in the head twice, you know? Well, wink,
2: wink. well, no, well, I think that's why he just did it now. He just went, oh no, fuck <laughs> it. Just everybody go because I can't, you know, there's mm-hmm. no way. And I can't, I can't make it as cheap as they can make it. Cause I don't buy as much. So yeah. when it comes down to it, you, you, you're going to have to pay more. I mean, you're more than welcome to stay with me, but you're going to pay more. At least he
1: was honest about it. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's rare from an energy company. They're all just, they, they love making money. But what well, in I mean, the States, because uh, I spoke to you briefly about this a few days ago, didn't I, Monkey? about, you said that your energy prices haven't changed too much. I mean, the fuel has, but... Well, things have changed a
0: little bit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was comparing prices of when we uh, when we moved in this home versus where I am now. And our fuel prices aren't, I mean, what I'm paying actually is less for energy now than it was then. But yeah. we've done—I mean, we've done things. We've added uh, LED lights instead of incandescent lamps, and got rid of some some lesser efficient fluorescent fixtures that were being problematic. And of course, my kids left, and when that ha- when they leave, the computer's not one at least one computer goes with them, so it's not running all the time. But at, overall, I think just by Going through various energy efficiency things, lowering thermostats, changing the way we live. I'm not paying any more money now yeah, than man. I was, and probably less than I was 15 years ago. Well, us
1: here in the UK, we're using a new type of lighting, which we haven't used it for a while, called candles. You know, <laughs> it's not got that bad yet, but I imagine it coming to that. Shit.
2: Well, aren't you? I saw an article saying that we're all going to
1: go and burn your power bills. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of protests going on here, but it doesn't get reported on the news. So it, there was like tens of thousands of people in each big city in the UK went out just yesterday. It was. They were fucking everywhere in every big city. Not a word of it on the BBC. Not a word. wonder why that is. Crocodile motherfuckers. Mm. What about up in Canada? How are you going, Marge? What's, uh, what's the deal with your energy bills? Are you seeing a change in the prices?
3: Mm, yeah i think so they're trending upward like everything else is right now because of inflation but mm. it's just one of those it's so cold here most of the time you, it's just cost of doing business yes <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're gonna have to pay it. you can't really do anything because if you don't when it's minus 40 things yeah, break yeah
1: yeah people die <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah crazy shit man
3: yeah
1: so yeah, it seems to be just a European thing, really, with the I mean the extreme rises in prices because they've gone up like two hundred percent since this time last year or something crazy. I
4: don't even watch the news about it anymore. Sure just- is, but where where is the conversation about the efficiency of the home? I think that's been a conversation a lot in the U S but it has uh, been
1: in the UK as well. Cause we've had them, uh, what, what are they called, man? Insulate Britain is what they were called that movement. And they kept gluing their faces to the road and shit. Oh wow. uh, Yeah. Good stupid man. Stupidness. But th- that was what they, they were saying. We need to be a lot more efficient with our energy uses and insulate the homes properly. It's a yeah. Interesting it's, I point.
4: mean, and prices do, you know, prices will rise, and that does suck because, again, it's something that you can't really do without your arm, it's behind your back. You're like, all right, I'll pay whatever. But sometimes that means, you know, no medication, mm-hmm. no food, no other things. But some of it can be kind of counteracted at least mm-hmm. by thinking in that perspective of efficiency at home. And that's that's the key
1: as well to reducing the amount you grow is costing is efficiency. You know, be more efficient with it, especially when it comes to lighting. That's going to be the biggest thing that you're spending on your mm-hmm. uh, with your energy bills. It's going to be the light you use, and for a long time, heating, people use maybe heat heating heat. too. You
0: got to watch that heat.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, then that's where properly insulating your grow tent matters. But oh, I yeah. think, but heat still comes second to the lighting. Lighting is the the big one. That's where you're going to spend most of your money, especially if you're using the old school HID lighting, like the HPS and the metal halide CMH in some circumstances as well. If you're using a double-ended CMH, then that's going to be pricey too.
2: It's the one that's on the longest. Out of everything you're going to use in a grow tent, It's going to be the one thing that's on most
1: consistently. And most of us as home growers will be growing at home anyway. You'll be growing in your house and your house is going to be heated. So you don't necessarily have to worry about heating so much. It might be a little cooler than the plants like, but it's better than sticking a fucking heater in there sometimes.
4: Yeah, that's where, you, you know, you mentioned a heater in the tent, you know, particularly with lights off and sometimes weighing the extra cost of running a HPS versus something like an LED. The first winter I ran LED, I had to heat my tent mm-hmm. because I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, wow, okay, much different. And then I was actually surprised. And this was, this was my uh, point that I wanted to get to is if you do wind up getting one of these small little personal heaters, you know, with the safety things and the, uh, you know, double check so it doesn't burn your house down um pay attention to the wattage draw because you'll be surprised on some of those uh how much that power actually adds up if mm-hmm. you're running it constantly compared to you know a, a heater and an led versus an hps that provides heat yeah so yeah. something to consider
1: and uh, what i was going to say that with the heaters? Well, before we move on to lighting and discuss that further for heaters An oil rad is better than one of those heater fans. You know, just get um, one of those small radiators that have oil on the inside. Because once that reaches temperature, it's going to be warm for a long time. So you can get it warm and then turn it off for a while. And it will still be emitting heat for a while after you've turned it off. When, if you've got like one of the fan heaters, then it's only really giving out heat while it's turned on. And that, hey, you use up a shitload of electricity, man. But... if you can go without it then try and go without it that would be what i would recommend and a, a great way to control the heat in the grow room by using the lights is have a fan above the light blowing downwards so it's blowing the heat downwards into the into the uh, the canopy rather than just being sucked straight out the top with the um, with the extractor
0: that's a good tip actually yeah
1: yeah
5: one thing too with lighting um and potentially Well, and the same can be said for growing in the summer to mitigate heat. um, Put your lights on when it's the coldest part Mm -hmm. of your day. Mm -hmm. Usually at night when you're sleeping, you have the temperature a bit cooler. Or if you're away with work, you don't have your furnace jacked up. Have your lights on during that time. So then when you're home and they're off, you heat up the house because you don't want to be cold either. So it kind of mm-hmm. mitigates that a little bit.
1: Yeah. Using your light for a heater in your own house. If you've got a good carbon filter and the air's going to vent out and it's not going to stink, then you can use the heat that's being produced by tent to heat the room it's in, for example, or parts of the house instead. That will help.
2: Or, or if you like the smell, just
4: deal with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pump it back into the house. <laughs> what are you saying there, Chad? Oh, I was just saying, I've done that one. Heat yes. the house with the grow tent. Yep. Especially yeah. Especially in the HPS days. Okay, no. Yes. <laughs> you vent that heat straight outside. Are
1: you crazy? <laughs> I
5: mean, the light's on anyway, right? And it mm-hmm. generates a lot of heat, so might as well.
1: And obviously another way you can reduce, because you, know, you, you want to get um, a good efficient light. Try and get a good LED light because it's less wattage and they're more efficient. They do produce less heat, which is one of the reasons why they're so, so much more efficient. Is they don't spend so much energy making heat. But, um, you you can also reduce the amount of hours which the light is actually on. I mean, TG, you're only going on twelve twelve right now, aren't you? You don't do eighteen. Yeah, six. I'm doing a,
5: well, my micro grow. So, I mean, depending on what your situation is, having it consistently under twelve twelve is definitely a good way to reduce your mm-hmm. energy usage. Obviously, mm-hmm. six hours less.
1: I mean, the or, plants will uh, the be egg. smaller, but you can put more plants in there.
5: Yep, less veg time equals less energy yeah. used. It definitely works. So yeah, um, this- if you have a mother plant, you you can take clones or something like that's a really good way to mm-hmm. to use that type of situation. And clones generally get a bit bigger than growing from seed, right to right from twelve twelve. But yeah, that's a good way for sure.
1: Yeah, man, and it's expensive when the when the energy bills add up and. I mean, I don't even know, man. The wife just pays the bill, so I don't even ask about <laughs> what it used to cost to what it's going to cost now. But my, my tents haven't been up for a while, so I don't even know. But when I put that shit back up, it's going to be costing me at least twice as much in energy as it used to. And we was already concerned about the fucking <laughs> the, the red flag it raises when – everybody else in the area is paying like a couple hundred quid a month for their electricity and we're on like a monkey there and it's like mm-hmm. a monkey slang 500 pound for uh uk slang you know Are you, you do a, uh, tell them you're talking book about book me book. like that man you know what i mean yeah. it's yeah. costing me a monkey god damn really <laughs> out of here you cost you me i'm out <laughs> But yeah, when you're speaking to your neighbor and they're talking about the yeah, energy bill has gone up, man, I'm paying an extra £20 for one. It's like, yeah, I'm paying an extra 80 what the fuck?
5: <laughs> but
1: that's um, the way it goes, man.
5: An important metric, too, on that note is like, how much would you be paying otherwise for the amount of weed you're consuming and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, work it it all, out yeah. out in, in the balance? Yeah, obviously, like you said earlier, it's going to be cheaper no matter what, but you know maybe there's some things you can look into if it's starting to get a little not so cheap you know Uh, it's a good metric to at least kind of know where you're at Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah it's like it's always going to be probably cheaper because as the prices go up so it
1: is the price of illegal and legal weed Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. yeah it's crazy shit man I mean, Chilbert said there in the chat as well. You can go down to less and do eleven thirteen if you wanted to, and you can do that. At some point, though, yeah. you're going to start making a loss in yield. You know, the plant isn't getting as much, as much light as it would like to have, so there's going to be, uh, like less on it. <laughs> but yeah. twelve twelve is good. Eleven thirteen is also good. But eighteen six, obviously, yeah, that's uh it's a good Probably. third on top of what twelve twelve mm-hmm. is. Yeah, autos,
5: I mean, mm-hmm. are good, but they do best under 18.6 the mm-hmm. whole time. So maybe like they photos do. would and, be the best. And some people
1: even do their lights for 24 hours a day. And it's time yeah, to stop you know, that now, dad. everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it's for various reasons, but yeah, it's
5: mm-hmm.
0: a lot. Like clone lights are on 24 hours a day, but it's like 20 watts. Yeah, yeah. When you're yeah.
1: using them small T5s and shit. They're... There's nothing there, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I've run...
2: 24 once, I hated it. And then I've run 20 and four and that wasn't too bad. But if, if I'm running autos, 18 and six is a sweet spot. Mm-hmm. It just seems to give them just enough time to have a little bit of lights off, relax and, and recoup and then plenty of light to get them through flower yeah. and, and to produce properly. You don't need to be pumping. I know a lot of places are like, Oh, they do great on 20 and four. And yeah, they probably do, but it's an extra two hours returns probably right yeah mm.
3: Mm.
2: like it's not it's not noticeable. there's not i didn't see a noticeable difference between 20 and 4 and 18 and 6 other than in the power bill so yeah. maybe my next auto road i'll go ahead and
0: change two different tents up you know one one on 20 and four and one on 18 and six same strain see what happens
1: yeah and sure, what you're saying there uh 14 and a half hours is enough to keep planting veg Yes, man. So if you do need to have a veg plant for a little, little bit longer, it doesn't necessarily have to be 18 hours a day that you can bring it down for a couple of hours. Just try and reduce what you can. Because over a, a like a 90 day grow, the two hours a day adds up to 180 hours, man. And that that's a shitload, especially if you are running heavy bulbs. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, said, uh, yeah. Sorry, TG. Oh no, you can tell me all um just alan said here in the chat uk electricity he has gone up five pence per kilowatt hour on october 1st and uh, that means for every hour that you use 1000 watts and you know if you got your grow light you're in a four by four for example if you're using a four by four grow tent four foot by four foot 1.2 meter by 1.2 meter grow tent then you're using a 600 watt hps or something equivalent to that with led form which won't be necessarily 600 watts it'll be like four but then with Already your fans easy. and yeah. yeah, your fans and your extraction, some heat. Then it's a good estimate to just say that you're around a thousand watts to run your grow tent, and every hour that's going to be costing you a certain amount of money. And you can go to your electricity provider and find out how much they're charging per kilowatt hour. There might be a standing order where they just charge you every day simply for being connected to electricity. And then you can figure out pretty much how much a grow tent costs to run every day. And you can try and just reduce what you can out there. In the early days, you don't need too many fans running, you know, during veg, you don't need to have uh, active intake. You can have passive intake and the plants will be very happy. You don't need too many uh, oscillating fans in the tent. Just one will do for a while. I mean, I will start to get concerned around flowering time and then add just, uh, you know, the later flowering time when the flowers are actually forming then add a couple more fans at that stage to try and reduce the chances of Bud Rock. But up until that stage, you should be okay
4: with just one fan, just moving the air around the room. Yeah. I want to say probably just the, the 14.5 is definitely going to be strain dependent. Mm-hmm, I'm sure there's mm-hmm. <laughs> some that will, but that's not going to work for everything. Uh, but you do, you can also run lower power, lower par, lower PPFD, mm, right. uh, in veg, you do not need that, you know, a hundred percent full strength like you would, uh, in flower. And you can also kind of cheat it too. If you, are keeping things short and squat, maybe get something with a heavier blue presence in the lighting, or even like a dedicated blue strip, you can still kind of run lower power in veg Mm. and try to keep it more compact by using the blue wave wavelength, which tends to promote shorter internodal strength or Mm -hmm. size. Um, and, and I don't know, you, you, you were kind of mentioning Mackie of just being able to contact the, the power company and see what the rates are. In the US, particularly in major cities, uh, energy is more expensive during the day mm. than it is at mm-hmm. night because of resource draw. So I know you guys had mentioned running at night for other advantages, but that might also be a way to do it a little bit cheaper, have the lights yeah. on in the evening.
5: I was going to ask you about that, because we don't do that in Canada. It's the same 13-whatever cents per kilowatt hour. Okay. Mm-hmm. But okay. Yeah, there's a lot of places they, that need right?
3: They do, t- like, locally, they do off-peak hours where I am. Do they? Oh, yeah. Or maybe they
5: just average it out then on my bill?
1: Because I only well, get one. It might be just the tariff that you're on, specifically. You might be able to change the tariff that
3: too. Like, an equal billing payment plan, so you're paying the same amount every month, but the
5: yeah because it on our bills it lists the you know how much per kilowatt hour and then it has the little multiplying thing and then your number that you pay right mm-hmm. on
3: there huh. well, well, I, I don't you know you'd know more than me for sure hours, but... But...
1: yeah that's, we... that's a good
3: advice though to look into that because mm-hmm, if you can run mm-hmm. the lights during off peak times then it's going to cost you less
1: we do have some tariffs like that in the uk i mean at least we used to it was called yeah. economy heating or something like that it but makes you, sense yeah so um, what are you
2: what are you paying in the uk then per kilowatt hour do you know i
1: don't know because <laughs> okay. uh, like, i ask mrs m? m she would know she, she knows is...
2: all of that shit man like on on peak we can be up to 40 cents a kilowatt hour
4: right
5: i'm so, logging in right now to check mine i'm curious
4: i know i'm grabbing a power bill right
0: now <laughs> so it's like um i can give you average on my i'm, I'm around 11 just a little bit over $0.11 cents a kilowatt hour. Wow.
2: Yes. Yeah, so uh, What's
0: like that? looks like Chad's area is going to be averaging something a little over $0.10 cent a kilowatt hour.
4: Yeah, I'm point I'm zero nine 0.0911, so basically $0.09 cents mm-hmm. a kilowatt hour. And so, so yeah, I'm sure power, it's going man. to. Man,
2: that's it. Yeah. yeah. Here we go. I'm
4: just, just working out the
5: conversions now.
1: Over oh, 30 average. pence high rate here, for Chilbert says, over 30 pence per kilowatt hour.
4: my my average cost is 276 per day and so that's my entire house during what month was this during august so Mm -hmm. that's eh, not cold not warm either Mm -hmm. but yeah that's not bad man i'll pay that
5: point zero zero six three nine three dollars per kilowatt hour so what is that like point That's like fuck all isn't
0: it six six cents a kilowatt hour
1: yeah, no. Could some of you guys put like do some electricity in the post and send me some? Old. That would be cool.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Ponix. Oh is getting yeah, three yeah. cents yeah, in three cents. Oklahoma. What? Um,
5: not
1: mine. Chilbert said there as well, uh, daily standing charge is high in the UK. That's right. Every day you have to pay something just be for being connected to the electricity. Wow. And you also have a high kilowatt per hour charge as well. It's an yeah. absolute fucking fast, man.
4: Funny enough, like some of the, the old school legacy growers who were doing things on such a large scale would actually factor this into their decision because it was illegal everywhere. So mm-hmm. they would look which state has the cheapest electricity mm-hmm. and they would go there. Yeah, That's sure. kind of crazy, but it makes sense. To a massive to the overhead, point of man. the conversation. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So going, going on all of that, I just did a quick conversion and it looks like you guys, your energy prices. From what you you were just saying in the states is half what we're paying in Australia.
4: America. Mm. Fuck yeah! Damn <laughs> yeah, wow. right!
1: You know what I'm saying? Wow.
4: <laughs> Never mind all the fish and no, I won't get into it. But let's not talk <laughs> about um, fish I'm, now. <laughs> 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 yeah,
1: thanks for all the fish. It's just crazy, man. How prices have changed so quickly, especially for us guys here in Europe. Sounds okay for you guys there in the States still. And, you know, Australia is also suffering a little there. But you, you really do need to consider the electricity you're using here in the UK now and any of you guys in Europe too. And just try and reduce where you can, you know, try and reduce, make make the equipment you using more efficient. They've all got them ratings on nowadays, like uh, A for energy efficiency, a B, C, D, you know, I, mean, I guess you want to try and get a every time You might pay a little bit more on the initial cost when you're buying the appliance, but it's worth it in the long run, especially nowadays with that fucking huge electricity bill. Mm. Crazy. I mean, there's man. A
2: few different, a few different ways you can also, you know, if, I mean, if, if it's going to be ridiculously hot, <clears throat> pardon me, ridiculously hot through the day, like we get here, you're better off running your lights at night because mm. it's going to be the cooler time, you know, you it may be a bit more expensive because you're running then on peak, but you're not then going to have to cool. Do you know what I mean? So like you, you, by having it run at night, you're not then having to run air con or whatever to cool it. And then for you guys at night running lights would warm it. And you may be able to get away with not having them during the day. If it's a bit warmer during the day, I know it gets ridiculously cold up there compared to down here, but you know what I mean? Like there's, there's ways you can sort of move around it as well. Mm -hmm. If you're going to run it that way. But solar, that's a great thing to get into.
1: Yeah, if that's you can get solar. any of that shit, you know, any, if you can get any renewables, uh, something that's going to make a difference in that way, that's always a good idea. But we don't really have that many of those options either in the UK. We have shit skies, you know, so using mm-hmm. solar isn't quite a – I mean, it gathers gather some electricity, but it's not going to gather a shitload. It gets uh, a
2: bit windy though. You can put a
1: big fan on your roof and piss off your neighbours with a woof, 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 it yeah, piss me off, man. <laughs> <laughs> but Shonoff had a good idea there as well about conserving the heat. Uh, a black seal tub of water in the tent works well to keep things warm for a while if you have space yeah. for it. It heats up when the lights are on and slowly dissipates it through the night. So that's a good idea, man. And insulation as well. Just even throwing fucking blankets or getting some of those insulation boards, you know, you know them ones. <laughs> You know what I mean, right? Everybody, the foam, yeah, the foam yeah, boards. Yeah, the foam boards. Some of those, put that around your tent, that will lock in the heat a little bit more. Obviously, yeah. you want it to be reflective on the inside because that's going to
4: make most out of the light.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, I've seen guys
1: wrap them in pink bats, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. uh, the, yeah. the ins- house insulation and stuff like that. So, yeah. mm-hmm.
4: And always where you have such an extreme variance from heat to cold in a short distance, just keep an eye out for condensation. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's another point as well. Things like dehumidifiers, humidifiers, things like that, you know, it's not really necessary for the whole grow, especially in veg. The the plants will just adjust and do what they can. Mm. Only really adjust those kinds of things, like add a humidifier if you're really off the levels you're supposed to be. But just don't be too crazy about it anymore, man. Stop being so strict like that. Let the plants yeah. deal with their thing and do their thing. You don't need most of the appliances. You need light and you need fans. That's the most important shit. Yeah. Uh, again, if you're in your house, then you're heating your house and your plants will be okay at them, at those temperatures as well. So don't worry about that too much. You're having a heater in there. If it's unnecessary, just do what you can, man. Just reduce. I mean, I Sorry, bubble. I,
2: I don't normally use a dehumidifier until about mid to late flower. Yeah. Because, but between the start, and they're enjoying it anyway. And if you've got your air running around, you're not going to have to worry about things like powdery mildew just because it's high. And in fact, the higher intensity you're running, probably better to have a higher um, humidity level anyway. So I find, well, I mean, because I'm using um, CO2 bags and things like that too. So it does help to have a little bit of a higher um, humidity level. But once it comes to, when we're getting some thick buds going 100% I'm throwing a dehumidifier in mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. but that will also warm the room <laughs> that's the other side of that I've had dehumidifiers warm the room as well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as yeah. they're taking that as they're taking that water out so yeah
0: not always the best thing to have in the summertime when you're trying to keep it cooler in there
2: mm-hmm. yeah 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 not fun when you got 35 degree temps in the tent uh-uh. That, that's <laughs> it you know
1: is everybody's growth setup is different and it's going to have different gearing and your electricity costs are going to be different so just like any of the growth guides which we have here on the podcast you can come and ask for help and ask any questions over at and we'll be able to answer any questions and help you out like if you need to think of some ways to reduce the energy costs in your grow tent then just come and ask for help man and we'll help you figure out what you can you know just trim off <laughs> um, <clears> but Going for 12-12 from seed, I think is going to be a good option there. Going for the TG root, 12-12 straight from seed, just grow more plants instead of doing four and going for, you know, give them a six weeks veg on eighteen six, Just go fucking 16 and give them 12-12 from the off and just go for <laughs> a shitload of small ones. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's that,
5: considerations obviously with plant counts and things like this, but yeah. I have videos on my YouTube that I actually I'm running a micro grill series right now. Um mm-hmm. if anybody wants to have a look at it. But yeah, I, that's it's a really good way to um minimize your footprint and you know save a bit of energy, I guess. You don't get as much, so you do have to do a little bit of math to figure out, you know, um if that's going to be enough for you, but mm-hmm. generally uh you know, it is. The
1: most, so. And of course, what you need to be doing over this winter time is figuring out where the fuck you're gonna grow outdoors next year, because that's gonna be what's happening in the future. We, you can't keep paying these stupid prices for the energy bills, man. So if you can find a place to grow outdoors where it's all essentially done for free, get on that shit, man. That's it'll save you a fortune. It'll save you hundreds of pounds every month. So one yeah. one
2: thing I will say is if you have the ability to, and you are really hurting as far as the electricity side goes, don't forget they're plants. They grow outside. Mm -hmm. You can always go and do a gorilla run somewhere. You can, you know, you can always, I mean, be safe about it, obviously, but that is an option if, you know, and Mm -hmm. you're not having to worry about anything else. you got the sun that'll warm up. It'll get as long as you're doing it in the right season, you should be fine. Um, So that's, that's an option. If you want to save a bit of money.
4: I want to add in genetics too hmm. look for something that's shorter flowering go for your eight hmm. week flower versus yeah. your 12 week flower <laughs> good point
2: good point mm-hmm. man really good
3: point yeah
2: yeah 65 70 day autos instead of 110 day autos things like that yeah, yeah so, i
5: mean you, you do kind of you don't get to grow your hazes or your 16 weekers but uh i mean by and large there's a lot of good uh, short flower stuff out there Wow, and too. so yeah that that's a really good i even thought
1: of that mm-hmm. yeah that's it there's so many different aspects to what you could do to try and reduce the the energy you know windowsill for seedlings chilbert suggested there you know that would work for a little bit Just do what you can man every little helps. at the end of the day whatever you can trim off is going to reduce the the price of the energy bills but make sure you have efficient lighting you know no more hps it's time to get a decent quality led which you can get from hlg or you can even win over at postagegrown.com in the in the pumpkin carving competition you know what i'm saying there you go that's coming there you go and Boba Huckle, you got one of these lights which was one, right i i definitely do and it is more
2: than enough light it it does a lot like it i mean i've got um an se 7000 spider farmer and a hlg 600r in my um 4x8 and i there was no way I was hitting hundred percent. No way. Not unless I was, I was pumping gas into that tent and I'm not going that far. If you know what I mean? Like I didn't need to go that far, but it was, it was more than enough. The buds are perfect. They've got plenty of, um, plenty of frost on them. Mm -hmm. So trichome production was amazing and they were nice and dense (laughs) So another good point there,
1: mate, you know, get a light with a dimmer on it so you can dim it when necessary. So you're not using, you know, if you're using it at 50%, it's a lot less electricity than hundred percent in it.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Most lights have the dimmers, right? And that's, yeah, again, like Chad said, lower par in veg, just
1: Mm -hmm.
5: crank your dimmer down. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a practice
0: that I use in late flower. That's going to be controversial, but I do like to dim my lights in late flower. I'll, I'll bring my intensity down to 60, 70%. In late flower, and I don't find that it causes any reduction in yield. I think actually it, it may actually do the opposite, but I can't prove it, so I'm not going to claim it, but it definitely does save energy by going less light up. I mean, as situations I've got one tent lights, no dimmer, so of two lights in there, I just basically disconnect one for the last two weeks. 50% energy
1: saved right there. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. It all adds up, bro. It all adds up, man. You just have that to do was... what you have to do to survive, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah. I was definitely an impromptu um, sponsor name drop there, Gellert. I promise you. I didn't have that written down. That wasn't planned. Mackie <laughs> asked.
3: <laughs> I am
1: Skilled. Uh, skilled. <laughs> just segueing it in there, you know?
0: Now mm. We always talk about products we believe in. It's all good. Mm, mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Otherwise, we wouldn't be bleeding on about um, stores and pickle as much as we do. Because <laughs> you know I mean? they don't sponsor us, the fuckers.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, yeah.
2: But this damn mighty's about welded in my
0: hand. It's always there. So mm-hmm.
2: yeah. Yeah. Well, I conceded. Ali Bongo
1: sponsors everybody. So you can go get your mighty from Ali Bongo and get 15% off and go and do it. If you don't have a mighty yet, then go do it, man. Go do it. You know, here in the UK mm-hmm. as well, they were telling you, uh, you should start charging your phone after 8 p.m. It's like, what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> oh, come on. The chat, the phone doesn't charge that, it doesn't take
4: that much.
1: Telling people to cook their dinner at like after eight o'clock at night. It's like, come on, man. So you, uh, yeah, reheat it tomorrow, huh? You know, it's like people finish work at five o'clock, come home, it's like i got to sit here for three hours before I'm allowed to cook. Fuck you, man. Fuck you. You know know what you could do? Don't spill fucking 13 billion barrels of oil in the Gulf. That's what you could not do, British fucking petroleum. How does that sound? You tell me, turn my cooker off. You fix your shit before you start talking to me, cheeky fuckers. Sorry, I'm not going to go off on a rant. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to. I'm just saying, all right, I'm just saying. Biggest environmental disaster of all fucking time. When you want to tell us to turn the cooker off, get a grip. God, I
0: live. Both. I live in that area, man. What the hell are you talking about? And and you're ranting about it.
2: <laughs> God damn! It's just well, I want to beef Wellington at uh, one in the morning, I'm having a damn beef Wellington sorry. at one in the morning. I think. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, we're sorry. <laughs> yeah, we cleaned it up with all these dead birds. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> the oil. My um,
4: I'm still bad. stuck on the Exxon Valdez. Do you remember that one monkey? Yeah, yeah, yeah I definitely yeah. Do. I remember that one Okay. That was a bad uh, we we'll learned about it in school. Yeah. Ugh. yeah. <laughs> I, I feel your rants, Mackie. I yes. feel your rants. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we all do, man. You know,
1: it's just the cheek of these fucking companies that come and tell us that we need to do better. Or they do whatever the fuck they like. You, know, you get a grip. Sort your shit mm-hmm. out. Lead by example, motherfuckers. Okay. Hey man, we BP. We got all the energy we want. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Uh, you have British Petroleum well, in the Gulf, isn't it? Yeah, fucking cheeky bastards fucking
0: Yeah, I think uh, uh, just this because it's British doesn't mean it only does business there. It's worldwide these days, man. Yeah, well, British was worldwide
1: once, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, shells over there in, in the North Sea, <laughs> drilling and stuff. Yeah, we said a bubble, sorry.
2: I was gonna say the thing that I think a lot of people don't realize is how big those ships are. Like they're until you see them face on, like you see all the photos on on. Um, on the news and that and you're like mm-hmm. oh yeah big mm-hmm. ship lots of oil no they're massive mm-hmm. Like there's a there's a big picture we had here a couple of years ago the Pasha Bolka which was a container ship got blown in in bad weather and beached in Newcastle on the on the um on the beach there and it you like it looked like something like someone had superimposed this ship on the beach because it's that fucking big but when you see him on the horizon you're like oh yeah mm-hmm. you know container ship, whatever. Oh. Nah man, they're massive. They are Ooh. huge. Just just I'll see see if I can the find
4: opening photos. scene of Star Wars.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. When
4: that ship, the just destroyers <laughs> just coming into screen. <laughs> there we go. Picture painted. Yep. I like it.
1: That works. But you know, and it's not like we shouldn't all be doing what we can to reduce our carbon footprint and use less energy. You know, that we all need to be more conscious of that shit and raising the prices like this i suppose they're going to make us all try and be a little bit more economically friendly but still it feels like we're just being fucked over here in europe right now and the uk they're charging us way more than everywhere else in the world and we're our up in the north sea man what the fuck well as long Um, as as long as a certain other country doesn't blow up your pipelines boy (laughs) let's not get into that bro Uh, I didn't say anything, I said nothing (laughs) You insinuating it's good enough, YouTube's going (laughs) to be on our ass, like you said pipeline (laughs) (laughs) Shit man, crazy times crazy times, but uh, I think we might all be okay, we'll keep you updated on that world's going fucking crazy yeah, winter is coming, that's right Dave, not for you though, bro. you're way down there on the other side of the coin winter's (laughs) going for you but winter's coming here in the UK. and we're gonna have to put the heat on, man. We're gonna to have to put the heat on. there's
2: there's there's honestly there's probably some power companies in the UK that have missed an opportunity to have Jon Snow just stand in there. Winter is coming.
1: you know yeah. <laughs> they don't need to pay for advertisement anymore. They own the politicians. Yeah. <laughs> well. Ridiculous, man. It's like uh, what's the name of this new chick? I completely lost lost Liz Truss, the new uh, Tory Prime Minister that we have. She used to work for Shell, and she mm-hmm. got paid like one point five million or something by Shell, and then she becomes Prime Minister. And you know what she says? No windfall tax on the energy companies. It's like, oh really? Why not? Is it because they're your fucking friend? You. It's crooked ass motherfucker. Oh my god man. Oh, ridiculous. She Rid- owns stock. Ridiculous. They're, <laughs> you, they're blatantly paid. Huh? It's like it's just so blatant now. At least back in 30 years ago they used to try and cover it up and not rub our fucking faces in it. But now they don't give a shit. And now they take pictures of it and put it on the internet. You know what I mean? oh, yeah. this is
0: this is the prime interest taking a bribe right here.
1: Here you go. Absolutely mm. ridiculous she's clearly got conflict of interest comes into office and this is why we're having all this economical turmoil in the UK right now is because she's come along and cut all the taxes for all these big corporations, including her friend, Shell. It's like, can we do something about this? You know, you want to arrest people for growing a few fucking plants in their bedroom, but when you're swindling swindling the whole country out of that much money because your friend fucking paid you Mm -hmm. off, nobody's going to do anything about this. With that plant's cannabis. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, that Dave, could, kill Dave, people, Dave, could kill people, mate. Could kill people.
2: That's what I've heard. Yeah. Uh-huh. Dave hit the nail on the head there. That's just normal here. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, yeah. We've got, we've, we had pollies that were taking private helicopters off to vineyards and shit like that and charging the taxpayer like $50,000 for a flight. And they only had to go like 20 minutes up the road. and They could have just jumped in a car. But instead, no, nah, wow. I'm
1: taking the helicopter. Yeah, we had one of those here too. Yeah starting to feel like the seventies Remember, remember, I wasn't well, around North in the seventies, man. Like, for fuck's sake, <laughs> North battleford Ugh. You know, but people are getting pissed off with this shit now and people are starting to see that they're all crooked and we're not going to do any good. And, and the labor party is like 33 points in the lead. And it's like, it's only because the Tories are doing so fucking bad. It's not like labor's any good either. She has nobody wants mm-hmm. to vote for that. Nobody's wanting to vote for them for so fucking long because they've yep. got shit but now, but now the Tories are doing so bad. The Labour's 33 points ahead. It's like, oh, my God, man. No, that's
3: is what, what happened in the last one.
2: The Libs were doing that bad because they were just... And they were blatant bullshit. Like, it's like, oh, yeah. There's yeah. Like, the amount of rorts and shit mm-hmm. that was going on. And everyone's like, nah, we've had enough of this shit. So, you, so they vote in Labour. <laughs> so you want to know the
1: best way to reduce your energy bills? Get these crooked-ass politicians out of office and let's get some fucking real shit done, man. We need... We need a public-owned public, a public owned fucking energy company. We can't just keep leaving it up to these people who just steal. Because it's not it's not as if they're making money. They're making record profits, man. Like, not mm. even little bit record profits. They're smashing previous records while we're all paying the bill. It's like, are you serious? It's just rubbed in our faces, man. This is getting too ranty now. It's supposed to be about <laughs> reducing <laughs> energy bills, and we just going Sorry, Sorry, Hawk.
2: No, I was just going to say, do your (laughs)
1: politicians get a lifetime pension? Oh, yeah, yeah. They they get everything, man. They get fucking everything.
2: Let's stop that shit. Why is that? Why is that still a thing? Surely they don't need to, you know, you do one term and then you get a lifetime pension. No, 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 no. You have to remember who made that law. Well, yeah, but but we don't have a choice. That's the point. We don't have a choice in that. It's just, oh, yeah, they voted it in like the last the last election they had within like 2 weeks they'd already voted themselves in a pay rise it's like come mm-hmm. on man mm-hmm. the rest of the country's hurting the
1: economy's shit That's it's it. crashing and just you guys are robbed giving robbed in our pay faces rises. man you know <laughs> just blatant in our faces like yeah but you know what fuck you ha 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 what are you going to yep. do about it and here we are doing nothing about it man we have to do something about it eventually uh, rant 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 i could go on all day about this shit and this is why I like it. American politics, man, because I can just watch what's going on over there and ignore the shit we're in here. God damn. And He's they're bad putting bad. that he ugly can guy can on the coin. Of God damn.
4: I was going to say, I'm just sitting here going like, you guys are such copycats. We've already done this. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're working
1: off your model. You know what I'm
4: saying? <laughs> yes.
1: you're You're doing it very well. Yes, thank you. Thank you fucking wankers fucking hate government and oh. i
2: would i would say the UK's doing it better because they've got a family there that sponges for free
1: mm-hmm. really <laughs> they, they, they don't sponge bro they don't they bring in lots of tourism to the country yeah apparently i tell
2: you what if i was going to the uk it wouldn't be for them
1: yeah you know what i'm saying? <laughs> Just saying i'm not here for them either <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck but I think that's about it. We should uh, hit these list the mail questions. Well, you know, Again, if anybody has any questions on how they could possibly reduce the energy costs of their grow room, come over to Percy's and ask us, man. We'll be happy to figure out what you can trim off and reduce the price of. So do that, do that. But the be- the best idea is try not to use a heater unless you really have to. Uh, try not to use de and a humidifier if- unless you really have to. And use LED lighting rather than HID. And that would mm. uh, that would reduce the cost as much as possible. And, of course, what you can always do to reduce the cost is reduce the size of your setup if that's an option. You know, just, like, grow half the amount of plants in uh, half the size tent. You could do that, get another rotation on, you, you know, like um, every two weeks put one plant in. That, that would work, just a smaller tent. But you just got to figure it out, man. Each person got a different situation. So if you need help, come and ask over at Percy's. So we have a question here from Woody, and this is more like for you, TG, you soil guy. How do I change the pH of my soil, either in a planted pot or in loose soil? Well, uh, there's
5: lots of ways, I suppose. Probably the fastest and easiest would be using pH down in whatever water and feeding it, you know, a lower or higher pH water, depending on what you're trying to do. But you can add stuff. Um, I know bone or blood meal tends to be a little bit acidic. Coffee grounds can increase the acidity in your soil. You gotta be careful with that kind of stuff because you don't like coffee grounds will rot. So you don't wanna do too much of that. Uh, There's a a source of nitrogen too. So if you're having too much nitrogen, maybe that's not the best idea, but um, wood ash, you you can use for a pH up, Um, dolomite lime, also works as a slower release thing. Wood ash you gotta be careful with because it tends to be higher in sodium and then you can have uh, sodium issues. You don't want a lot of sodium in your soil. But um, I mean, yeah, it kind of just depends on what is in your soil, I guess, firstly, because whatever you do to it is gonna, you know, either gonna be done fast or slow, you know, depending on the buffers or, and depending on how much stuff is in your soil or what's wrong with it depend uh will will uh indicate i guess i don't know what the fuck word i'm trying to sorry i just smoked a bunch of fucking butter so like, <laughs> you've out, been but... smashing through it tonight <laughs> you Afros, yeah. and, like
1: then how much rosin now you're on some butter and i guarantee you've been doing the some. Butter hash doesn't in taste very good. Sorry, but yeah mm-hmm.
5: i don't know like it um it depends what's in your soil first and what you're trying to achieve but generally yeah like i i use ph down to keep my soil at a 6.6 6.4 sort of thing but you do get a bit of drift um flushing it can help there's like some really fucked up shit in there causing issue flushing Mm -hmm. out and Mm -hmm. resetting with a nice balanced ph watering can help as well um outside it's a bit more like you know because it's an open environment and you have a lot more things going on generally um it's slower, and uh you don't generally want to apply I, I don't know like outdoor isn't really my forte, but uh again, it really depends on what you're trying to do in terms of uh go up or down, but yeah, there's certain things like I mentioned that you can add into your soil that will uh hopefully bring it down or up you want
0: One thing that I remember that Woody posted recently is that he had added wood ash and flour to try and uh, I guess maybe add nutrients or change pH and he found mm-hmm. that unfortunately when he harvested the weed tastes like ash.
3: Mm-hmm. You so sure that's not because he
5: burnt it? And I don't know
0: well not really <laughs> sure but <laughs> he's know. basically looking at a whole harvest that he, he can't use right now because it tastes, tastes like, like ash that's, that's what he said tastes like ash and You know, I can relate a little bit to that because I can remember the first attempt at me trying to grow cannabis. I fed fish emulsion late and that we taste like fish. Yeah,
2: Hmm. I was going to say that it depends on the time, I guess, and when you're adding that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then are you flushing at the end to flush some of that out and let the plant just eat what it's got left? I Uh use fish
5: a lot
0: yeah too but you probably might use it in late flower like two weeks before you pull it or something like that though
5: pretty close but yeah really i i I don't know maybe i just can't taste fish but i I have heard that from other people (laughs) but i i don't know like the way the plants absorb stuff like scent compounds are fairly complex molecules and i'm not sure that really gets absorbed you know what i mean Uh into the plant but maybe like i'm no botanist so maybe the maybe there's something to it but anyway yeah uh it just like yeah what what i guess it would help if i knew exactly what was wrong with the soil and what not was really in the, sure to begin with but yeah that'd be my
1: yeah, answer man. good answer i hope that helps there buddy <laughs> sorry man but, um yeah. we also have this one from Jella. if we get this done in five minutes we can do another 420 so <laughs> Uh, from oh, yeah. Gellert, sorry, uh, question When in early flower, is it an issue if the room humidity raises when in the dark cycle? I have a 20 liter dehum in my grow room that I put on when the room humidity starts to get close to 60 but was wanted to know if it was overly worrying and running the dehum hump the- mm-hmm. needlessly In early flower, I'd say it was you don't really need it and it's always going to happen when you go on to the when the lights go off because there's a extreme room temperature change it like, yeah. gets from warm to cold so any moisture in the air is going to settle on the side of the tents and on the plants and shit so the, the bigger difference in between them two temperatures means it, it, there'll be more water the bigger the difference you know so but if you just keep your fan running and keep your extraction going then yeah. that shit would be gone pretty quick when you get later into the flower and the flowers is big and you got that bigger chance of the mold spores like, germinating. Yeah then yeah, run your D them just to make sure no shit's going on. But in the, in the
4: early days, you should be okay. I just want to say too, like, you know, watch out for how big of a spike you get. Uh, If it's going, you know, up to like 80, 85 or 90, obviously that's a concern for mold, Mm -hmm. but below that it's, it's also VPD or the vapor pressure deficit basically transpiration the amount that your plant sweats Mm -hmm. if it's in a very high humidity humid uh environment it's not going to uptake water as quickly because it's not sweating it out as quickly so that can Mm -hmm. leave your root zone kind of wetter longer you might have to adjust your watering schedule um, because that will stay a little bit wetter if it's not taking it up because it's not uh, or because it's too humid outside in the environment so that's kind of a consideration just to keep an eye on if it stays too wet down in your root zone you could eventually start locking out nutrients and then you'll see purple stems or different colors but yeah if it spikes too much you'd be aware of that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yes good show everybody
1: but uh chad tell everybody where they can find you man
4: and thank yeah, you for well, joining
1: us, of course. We massively appreciate oh,
4: the long man. And always a pleasure. Thank you for having me back. I love this group. And it was nice to get Temple Grower in on this one as well. So stokes. Yeah. You can uh you can find me. I've actually done a few things to my website. Holy crap. And Ooh. it only took me two <laughs> years. Chadwestport.com check some things out there also on instagram chad.westport and i do a couple youtube channels the future cannabis project as well as chad westport so that's where you're going to find all of the fun stuff that i'm doing nice
1: and marge of course you also have your podcast you want to let everybody know where you can find your stuff too
3: yeah for sure i am the host of bite me the show about edibles and you can find that on pretty much every podcasting platform so whatever one you're Whatever your favorite is, you'll find me there. And I also have a website, bitemepodcast.com.
1: Nice. And TG, you also have a website shit you can tell everybody about now too, right?
5: Yeah. All right. Well, again, I've had it for like, just like Chad, two years. And uh, unlike Chad, I still haven't actually done anything with it. However, it is active. And there are my a little bit of contact info. If you need to get a hold of me for any reason, it's at templegrowing.com. Mostly, I'm on Twitter and Instagram, not so much Instagram, mostly Twitter. Um, I'm around the website and here every Sunday with uh, Sunday, with you guys,
1: Sunday, Sunday.
5: yeah, man. So, you like mind. I mentioned, if you're into the micro growth, that's my kind of been my focus for the last while, it's mm-hmm. getting people. You know, people that might not have thought they want to grow, it's like, oh, I can just have it beside my computer and I don't even have to worry about it. It's yeah, like, yeah, you can do that. Here's it's how, a good bitch. way
1: to get people involved, man. Yeah, not bitch. You're not a
5: bitch. <laughs> it means like yeah, in a Jesse cool.
1: Pigment way of saying bitch. Yeah,
5: yeah, like friendly. Like, bitch, you know I mean? like Rick and Morty there. Science, bitch! You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, thanks, bitch. Remember that? <laughs>
1: Yeah, anyway, yes, yeah, yeah, cool. Let's man. wrap this show up. I'll put some music on for everybody here. Let me click that. It's going to be like 40 seconds till it kicks in, so we've got to smoothly, smoothly uh tangent it out somehow
0: in 40 seconds.
1: Yeah, in 40 seconds. Don't forget to go and get involved in them competitions over at Percy's, everybody. You know, the pumping pumpkin carving one is going to be uh starting on the 14th, and everybody is able to join that. Okay, so the that means you can sign up now and comment for a couple of weeks, competition opens, and you might have a chance of winning the HLG light, everybody. So give it a shot. And of course, uh, for the known members uh, and even the, the, the Percy Grower members, you know, the the new guys get over there and sign up as well. And we'll do a promotion for known members before we uh, wrap up that competition. So you might get a chance to get in there if you have enough posts and stuff. So, you know what I'm saying, Amargon? You know what I'm saying? Wink, wink, bro. Wink, wink. wink. Not, not Get your posts up, bro. Get your posts up. <laughs> the next three days <laughs> is just going to be posts from Amargon. You know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> Spamming <it laughs> everything, like one word at a time in a post. Yes, chair. man.
1: <laughs> it's been a good one, everybody, and we'll catch you next week. If you have any suggestions for news articles or grow guide subjects that you'd like us to cover, then you know where to find us, over at postiesgrowing.com or on Facebook. Don't use that very often, so don't really don't go there. Twitter or Instagram. <laughs> All right. That'll be the best place. Yeah.
4: Sweet. Way old. to sell it. Way to you know, sell it. I'm saying
1: <laughs> hashtag, hashtag fuck Facebook. See you on the next one, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. What a way to
0: sign Bye. Out. Uh, <laughs> Bye. You guys.
1: and there we go everybody that was everything wrapped up in the end there pretty much so there's not much for me to say here other than make sure you go over to PercySgrubroom.com and sign up so you can enter the pumpkin carving competition and win the hlg blackbird that's a 700 pound light that you can win by being involved in the pumpkin carve-off so make sure you get on it uh, also there's new competitions from weed seed express over at Perseus where you can enter and win 10 seeds of any strain you like from the list they have provided so come and get involved man this is where you can win some free stuff there's absolutely nothing you have to pay to be a member of purses it's all completely free just like this podcast is it's all free we just want more people growing and more people enjoying it so come and join the community it would be a pleasure to have you over there but for now thank you for downloading and listening to the show we appreciate every single one of you listeners out there so thank you for listening thank you for downloading thank you for sharing and thanks for supporting the show the way you do We'll catch you on Sunday for the live show at youtube.com slash high and homegrown. See you there, everybody. Have a good weekend. Stay safe and stay high. See you later. Goodbye.